time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. This is Mr. Henry Corwin, normally unemployed, who once a year takes the lead role in a uniquely popular American institution, that of the department store Santa Claus, in a road company version of The Night Before Christmas. But in just a moment, Mr. Henry Corwin, Ursad Santa Claus, will enter a strange kind of North Pole, which is one part the wondrous spirit of Christmas and one part the magic that can only be found in the Twilight Zone. Episode number 47 of the Twilight Zone was Night of the Meek. Sean, we're back into VHS territory. This Thank was uh, This was one of the six episodes that they decided to... Uh, record on on tape instead of film i don't know why they don't it's seem so to be jarring. in any particular order it, it's just sort of like that and it I, i'm gonna be honest with you it looks terrible it, it looks, does looks, it really yeah. does i mean th- there's no getting around it uh most of them you can kind of you know kind of ignore it for some reason this one it just really stands out to me yeah i don't know why it was it was uh it, st- it stood out more more so than the, the first one that we watched uh, it's uh, it tells the story of Henry Corwin, who is uh, sort of the uh, you know I would I would imagine that when they were writing the movie Bad Santa, <laughs> they probably started out with the image of uh, of Henry Corwin and just just worked from there. <laughs> just threw in a, a lot more bad words. He's a uh, he's a he's a, um, a a down and out Santa Claus. He's a bad guy. Uh, he, he's a, he's a bad guy wearing a beard doing things. So, so that would have been a, a much like uh, last week when we were talking about better titles for that episode. Uh, that would have been a better title for this episode. Just yes. a, a, a guy in a beard doing bad things. He's, uh, actually, he's not, he's not actually doing anything bad. He's just having, having himself a sandwich and, and some, uh, tasty adult beverages. It's true. Uh, one could, could make the argument he's had too many, a tasty adult beverages because I believe the bartender says uh, says he's had six drinks, uh, and then he's uh, he's basically going to uh, to go to work as one does after you've had six drinks, and uh, that goes exactly as well as as one would expect. Now I have I have had alcohol during a work lunch. I don't know that that I've had six. Maybe I have. I don't know, but maybe once or twice. But. And I would probably do it again in uh, many jobs if I was confident that it wouldn't impair my ability to do my job or if it wasn't a slow day. Uh, Santa is not one of them. Santa is not one of those jobs. No, I would say that any job where you're dealing with uh, dealing with young children, yeah, you should probably um, be sober. I feel like this is just a recipe for jail time. <laughs> it, it seems like he should have ended up in jail at some point uh, <laughs> there. Uh, but he goes to work anyway, and um, uh, a little elf shows up and says, you sit on a throne of lies, you smell like beef and cheese, you're not really Santa. Uh, actually, he's talking to a, a, a son named uh, Percival, who sits on Santa's lap, and um, he uh, Santa ends up going through a, a long soliloquy about how much the world sucks, and he drinks because the world sucks. And, and I, I don't know about you, but uh, as in the club, my this, friend. yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a support group. It's called everyone. <laughs> it's called we haven't been able to leave our houses in 11 months. <laughs> well, he, he would know about that one. That's uh, true. But, um, you know, it, it seems like 
Henry here is being a little overly dramatic. I mean, you know, it doesn't seem like he lives in the best neighborhood, but, uh, you know, maybe if he stopped drinking, things wouldn't seem so bad because, you know, so some people are like that, you know, when they when they drink a little bit that, you know, the guy in uh, in uh, uh, Jack Krugman in uh, a passage for trumpet. Mm. He learned exactly that, that, you know, when you stop drinking, things don't look so bad. I mean, it's a depressant. So I think it is. Yes. Once you, I, once actually, I don't just think it is. Uh, science would back that up. And, and we live in the age of science again. So, oh, thank God. Uh, let's, uh, thank God. Yeah, we 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 uh, we pretty much know that now at this point. <laughs> uh, so he's uh, he's out on his luck even more than uh, he was, because obviously he gets fired from his uh, his job as Santa. Uh, and rightfully so. Probably so, with cause. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's going to have a hard time getting unemployment uh, after after this one. I mean, you can't get drunk and then have kids sit on your lap. No, that th- there's literally no scenario in which that's a good idea. <laughs> in fact, n- new 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 uh, new rule like worldwide, all Santas now have to be women. Um, sure, yeah, I'll go for that. Um, I mean, they can be. It can be a big beefy woman. Well, I mean, if, if we learned anything from uh, the 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 timeless uh, Rankin Bass classic, "The Year Without a Santa Claus," uh, yes, um, you know why couldn't a woman be Santa Claus? It's twenty twenty, y'all. Yeah, there's there's no. Well, it wasn't when they were making this episode. Oh yeah, Sean. that's right. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, it's twenty twenty minus sixty years, y'all. Yeah, so it was sixty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he's uh, he's basically flat out drunk, and and then he runs into a giant bag, and uh, this giant bag just happens to be filled with uh, gifts. And so, what does he immediately do? He doesn't try to track down the the rightful owner. No, 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 no. Uh, no, he just starts giving away the contents of the bag. <laughs> I thought I thought that was weird too. It's like that somebody owns that stuff. Yeah, it's like bags just don't appear out of nowhere. I mean, what? At least they don't in my life. I don't know about yours, Sean. But no, if I see a bag on the road, I'm I'm gonna drive past it. I I am. I like. I, I'm generally going to assume. If I see a big bag with lots of things like sort of like bulging out of it. I'm going to assume there's probably body parts in it or something. <laughs> it, 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 there's like some somebody's dead badger collection. You know, th- I, I I I'm not. I, I'm just going to go along my merry way. I'm certainly not going to stop. And even if I did stop, I'm certainly not going to open the bag. Dead badger. Honey, have you seen my dead badger collection? Oh, I I thought you told me to throw those out. You threw away my dead badger collection. <laughs> yeah, I shoved them in that bag and just threw them on the street. I don't know. I saw some Santa Claus guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like when you put furniture out in front of your house and it just, you know, within five minutes, it magically disappears. It's just gone, baby. Yeah. Same thing, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, well, I, I put your badger collection out, out, your badger carcass collection outside. And uh, yeah, magically five minutes later, it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is, um, <clears throat> by by passing out these, uh, uh, the contents of the bag, then he... Uh, He's definitely, I guess, um, staying true to the to the let the meek inherit the earth, like he says early on. Yeah, and uh, so he in a, in a little like a, a previous episode, uh, what you need. Mm. Um, I, I, I guess we some of the gifts we see, some of them we don't. Yeah. Um, you know, some are just wrapped, and, and we assume that it's what the person wants. 
I, I, I would so. imagine, given the fact that uh, this guy was talking about how horrible the world is, that uh, these people were happy to get any gift at all. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, so, although at one point, so after he's giving out all these gifts, uh, his former boss comes back into his life and basically assumes that he stole all the stuff from the store. And, and this is, this struck me as somewhat odd, Sean, I don't know about you. Um, this seems backwards to me. <laughs> Wouldn't you have to realize something had been stolen from the store and then search for a a culprit. I think so. I as think opposed I, to seeing this guy just... Th- this guy has a bag full of stuff that he's giving away. He must have stolen it from me. Surely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's probably the... Uh the correct order of operation. Well, listen, I don't know how the how the Justice Department worked in uh, in 1960. You know, back when <laughs> back when RFK was running things there at uh, at at the Department of Justice. I, I don't think that's how it works. I, I don't think you assume somebody committed a crime and just lock them up for for a few minutes and ask them where the rest of the loot is. We'll we'll see how the Justice Department operates at uh at the end of the season with the obsolete man. I think. Uh, yeah, that 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 is how the how the justice, <laughs> which is where everybody should be tried <laughs> in the yes. twilight zone. Yes. Um. So, uh, basically, there's no evidence he he stole anything. Uh. Although although they go about it uh, again in twilight zone fashion, kind of weirdly, because uh, obviously Corwin's they're saying you stole all this stuff, and he says, uh, "No, I I just reach into the bag, and it it gives me." Um, Gives me what people what people want for Christmas. Yeah, and so they ask him to to demonstrate it. And when uh, when the evil boss guy reaches in, he pulls out nothing but cans. Uh, <laughs> and then he says, "Well, if if this if this bag will give you gifts, you know, give me you know a 1902 scotch." That I remember that word for word. He wanted yes. a 1902 <laughs> scotch because then I'm thinking, "Oh, a 1902 scotch." That was, <laughs> wow. Um, Sounds pretty good right now. It, it does, yes. Uh, and sure <laughs> Even enough, it's twelve oh eight in the afternoon. <laughs> sure enough, uh, he reaches into the bag and pulls out the nineteen oh two scotch with, with a label on it that says, "You know, to my uh, asshole of a former boss, Merry <laughs> Christmas." Of course. Uh, and so, obviously, that demonstrates that what he's saying is true, and he's free to go. Because again, that's how the Justice Department works. That, that's, <laughs> All right, get out of here, you. <laughs> um, so you know he he basically goes about his uh, his 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 day giving out presents to everybody who wants them, and then at the end he's talking to his uh, shriveled up old friend, and and he says, you know, <laughs> this has been a really good day. I just wish that I could do this every year. Oh, and, and so I go from thinking, wow, this guy's kind of a kind of a dweeb to oh. <laughs> oh, he's a dweeb, but you know, I mean, good for him. <laughs> he's, and, he's just a—he's a nice guy. And so he says goodbye to his friend, and then as he's he's walking away, uh, he runs into a sleigh, <laughs> and uh, and a and an elf. Uh, well, it's it's really just a kid in a in a suit, but we're assuming that she's an elf. Yes. He or she? I, sh- I shouldn't assume gender. He or she? No, of course not. Um, it's twenty twenty minus sixty. Exactly. Uh, 
She basically just says something like, hey, we got a lot of work to do before next year. And uh, naturally, as you know, I, I mean, he just picked up a giant bag and started handing out gifts. So he just <laughs> if we know anything about this guy, he just rolls with it. So he goes I, with the flow. Corbin I, again, he, he just he just rolls with it, hops in the sleigh and they they fly off literally. Mm hmm. And um, uh, yeah, we're 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 left to assume that that he uh, takes on the mantle of Santa Claus, and uh, which brings me to a couple questions here. <laughs> I have some as well. Um, so are, are we operating under the assumption that there was another Santa that he replaced, or did he actually originate the position of Santa Claus? I mean, if the elf already exists. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Then I'm guessing, and I don't even want to speculate what happened to the last Santa. If a drunk who passed out one bad, basically passed the first day of Santa school, mm -hmm. is now has now been crowned the next Santa. Man, they must really be desperate for a new Santa. Yeah, they've really they, they've left that position open for a while. You know, hoping the perfect candidate would come along. And they got to work their way uh, down the ladder, man. Yeah, and uh, and here we are. And, um, yeah. I, I And, again, I'm still stuck on the fact that the, the police, they, they see a guy handing out toys. No one is reporting anything stolen, but they just assume that he must have stolen the police. You know, as a, as a libertarian, I'm outraged by that. I agree, too. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Um, yeah. What's what is this police state that we live in in 2020 minus 60 years? Exactly. Thanks, President Biden. <laughs> Man, if this is Biden's America, count me out. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this or, or not, Sean, but uh, Art Carney. Probably not. Um, <laughs> well, I wasn't going to assume anything, but uh, Art Carney would go on to play Santa Claus again in the 1984 holiday classic The Night They Saved Christmas. The Citizen Kane of made-for-TV Santa Claus movies. Um, I, hold on, am I correct in, the, yes, 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 I am. I'm sorry, I was on Art Carney's Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. The first thing I remember about Art Carney, and I, of course, did not recognize him because I didn't recognize William Shatner and uh, Nick of Time, so why would I recognize Art Carney? Um, 1978, Carney appeared in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Which is one of the worst things of all time. He was in that, wasn't he? He, I think he plays a drunk. I think he plays a drunk at a bar um, professing his love for, I'm not kidding, B. Arthur. <laughs> well, I mean, who hasn't been in that situation? Yeah, I mean, you know, Dorothy Spornak, forget about it. I, I mean, Bender even did that. <laughs> um, I gotta watch more Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, you know, in the episodes that we've done of this podcast, somehow I've ended up spoiling most of Futurama for you. Oh, my gosh. I tell you, um, I don't know if you've ever had to say goodbye to a canine companion. Um, I, I was never going to rewatch. Uh, I, I had to do that recently in the last two weeks. I was never going. To, I was never in danger of rewatching the Seymour the episode of Futurama. Right. I can tell you that, like, I will run out of the house if, if that episode, if I even think there's <laughs> that episode is on anywhere. Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, Santa figures prominently in Futurama, except in, in yeah. uh, the year 3000. Uh, <laughs> Santa is a robot. But along the lines, uh, the naughtier, nice setting on him was set 
yes. set, to, <laughs> set too harshly. And so he just goes around killing everybody because everybody's naughty. <laughs> and uh, which has the, the greatest uh, line in the history of lines uh, where uh, he's chasing uh, Fry and Leela. And he says, your mistletoe is no match for my toe missile. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, since Art Carney played uh, Santa Claus, I assume that that movie, uh, that, that cheap made-for-TV movie about an, an evil oil baron uh, yes. blowing up Santa, um, that movie has to be a direct sequel to this episode, right? There's no other way to interpret that. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so uh, either. <laughs> uh, also... And I, and I think this may establish that the Twilight Zone cinematic universe is far bigger and more complex than any of us ever imagined. I'm telling you. Um, I'm, I'm going to blow you. I might blow your mind here. Oh, no. Was Art Carney Santa Claus the one Tim Allen killed in the Santa Claus? <laughs> Tim Allen was the third Santa Claus. I, I think it has to be him, right? Like that oh, has to be God. what happened. <laughs> um very quickly because i'm i'm apparently more prone to segues one time uh, a couple uh <clears throat> a couple years ago um you know you, christmas you're with your family you're basically just killing time you mm-hmm. know uh during the day because there's nothing to do and you know elf is probably on, uh, on on tv and if it's not elf it's definitely the santa claus one or two and santa claus two was on TBS or something like that. And there's this scene, I guess, where Tim Allen, it has the full, like he's got the pot belly and he's got, uh, you know, the Santa beard and the white hair. And uh, my dad during this, during the scene in Santa Claus two, a movie in a sequel to a movie where he's already turned into Santa Claus. My dad says out loud, watch it. I bet he's Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you cracked the case, Johnny. Well, he's, he's not wrong. (laughs) when you're right you're right my man (laughs) uh yeah so very sad ending to this episode that ultimately after all that after years of loyal service to the children of the world as santa claus the guy just ends up falling off of tim allen's roof (laughs) or that window in uh (laughs) where all the terrible people are a word to the wise to all the children of the 20th century whether their concern be pediatrics or geriatrics whether they crawl on hands and knees and wear diapers or walk with a cane and comb their beards there's a wondrous magic to christmas and there's a special power reserved for little people in short there's nothing mightier than the meek and a merry christmas to each and all